Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. What's going on, guys? One of my favorite things about the whole startup experience is practice marketing and advertising and graphic arts. So I'm excited to talk this week about building your practice brand. And I think brand is a word that we've all heard of. And if you think about it, you can kind of sort of describe what it is. But I think it's really important to actually understand the definition of a brand and to have a strong brand foundation for your practice. So I'm going to jump right in with the definition of what is a brand. So a brand is a product, service, or concept that is publicly distinguishable from other product services, etc. so that they can be easily communicated or marketed. Perhaps the most obvious part of a brand is your logo, colors, and fonts, but a brand is actually way, way more than that. At the most simple level, yes, it is your logo, and I think it's important to make sure that everything is consistent. So the platform that I use for a lot of my communications and print pieces is canva.com and it's an online website that allows you to do basically graphic design for dummies. Um, There are a lot of templates on there that you can take and adapt and change. So there are people who are more graphically inclined who make templates that are open source for other people to use. And there is a paid version of Canva. I think it's like $9.99 a month or something like that. Um, But honestly, I just use the free version. So if you decide to get the paid version, you get access to more templates and certain graphics. But I've been able to do pretty much everything that I want to with just the free version. The main thing that's nice about the paid version is that you can design what's called a brand kit. And basically, that is a series of colors, so um, different hex codes and fonts that are consistent and that you can easily import into any template. So if you have the pro version, you can set this stuff up with your logo and your colors and then with just a couple clicks you can import them into pre-made templates so um, 
with me being a startup, even though it's only $10 a month, I try to minimize all of the costs anywhere possible. So I just have a note on my iPhone with all of the hex color codes that are part of my office color scheme and then the three fonts that I use. Um, it's mainly only two, but I have all of that in a note on my phone so that I can easily just copy and paste in Canva um, those color codes. The only difference is that I have to kind of do it manually versus just clicking one button and having Canva fill it in for you. But I would strongly suggest picking um, a couple core colors that are most likely part of your logo and then um, a few fonts that you keep consistent in all of your branding, your social media posts, your print marketing. On my website, those fonts are consistent and it just really elevates the look of things and helps to build an overall picture for your practice so that it becomes recognizable across the community. The consistent colors and fonts will show up and it just helps to make everything look cleaner and more professional. If you think about big brands like Amazon, everything they have is always in their same colors. It's kind of like that brownish paper packaging color black or that blue that the um, little smile is and that the vans that so faithfully deliver all of our packages in two days or less um, and of course their fonts are always the same it just helps to elevate the overall look and then when you are designing things it takes a lot of the um, creative energy out of what you have to decide. So um, whether you decide to go with the free version or the paid version, I would highly recommend using Canva. Um, just a kind of personal aside, when I was choosing my brand colors, I wanted to make the office stand out. So I specifically chose not to have any blue as part of my brand colors. Um, blue is far and away the most common color for medical and dental offices. I'm not sure why, but it's just like decided that that color means health for whatever reason. Um, so I chose to make my office colors a kind of green, gray, and white there's nothing wrong if you decide to use blue, but just um, something to note that that's a very common color. The three orthodontists all closest to me all have blue in their logos and websites, so I wanted to make mine a little bit different. Um, that's just my style and what I like, but again, you want to keep it consistent so that your website matches your logo, matches your business cards, everything should be relatively consistent. It doesn't need to be, you know, everything have a green background, but you want to make sure that you're using those same colors across the board to really elevate the look of your practice. Okay, but I just spent 
the first two minutes of this podcast telling you that your brand was more than just your logo and it is so you know what else is there and really the most successful brands it's about the intangibles right it comes down to what people think of when they think of that company so the big thing is your brand positioning and what that means is kind of like the why behind why you do what you do so it's more than just the what right so with the example of my practice the what is braces invisalign etc orthodontic treatment but for me the why is really building confidence because i feel that when you transform somebody's smile, you can really transform their self-confidence and that leaks over into other areas of their life and helps them to achieve more and be better. I really love to do what I do because of the impact that I see that it has on my patients. And so my whole existence for wanting to be an orthodontist is about helping to people helping people to feel better in the skin that they're in and that comes through in our branding right so if you look at a lot of the kind of taglines on my practice website you'll see things like look good feel good and um, everyone deserves a confident smile help us reveal yours things like that those are our positioning statements that really convey to prospective patients why we're in the business of orthodontics and what people can expect to feel and to get out of an experience at our office because if they are you know looking for an orthodontist they're looking for braces or invisalign but why would they choose my practice as opposed to another practice down the street that's where positioning comes in and this can be a little bit tricky to come up with sometimes you might have to do a little bit of soul searching and i would recommend two things first look at some brands that you admire you know outside of your profession and see how they frame their mission look at their marketing right one of the companies that does this super well is apple and basically they never talk about you know the latest features on the iphone they're always talking about being a disruptor almost right like changing the way people do things and achieving new frontiers and that's the mission that people identify with I would highly, highly recommend that you read the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. He goes into a lot of different case studies about brands and their why and how that conveys to consumers. A lot of the case studies that he mentions are product-based businesses, but the concept applies to the service industry, which I think orthodontics and dentistry 
fall under the service-based industry, even though it is medical care. A lot of it is elective and patients view our expertise as just that, a service. Are you interested in starting your own practice but have no idea where to start? Does the thought of contracts, entity formation, demographics, staffing, marketing, equipment overwhelm you beyond belief? Well, don't worry. You're not alone. The process of opening a practice is a long one. But there's just one thing you must do first before you even consider any of those nitty-gritty steps. Develop a strong practice vision. Having a vision for your future practice provides a guiding light to get you to your goal. And the best part? It's completely free, requires absolutely no contact with any contractors, real estate agents, or bankers. If you're even considering starting a practice, you need to start with your vision. I've developed a quick start guide to help you get the wheels in motion. Click the link in the show notes to download my free guide to developing your practice vision. I'm so excited for you to take this first step. So pause the episode here, download the guide, and start building your dream. I think it's incredibly important to have some type of positioning statement or a greater why behind your practice. So if you don't have a clear vision on that yet, take the time to read Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It's a quick read and I think it will really help your perspective. I know it definitely did for me when I was trying to get clear on the marketing for my office. And your brand is how people perceive you. So another thing that you can do is look at the people in your target market. And if you have access to them, you know, conduct some interviews. See what brands that they buy from. And look at who they follow on social media. Ask them what it is that they look for when they make buying decisions. If you haven't thought about your ideal patient or your target market yet, I would highly encourage you to do that. I have two podcast episodes all about developing your practice vision, and this is an incredibly important step in the startup process. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to those two episodes. They are a great starting space if you're not sure where to begin. They are episodes, I believe, 45 and 46, maybe. Um, go back and check those out. They're a great, a great resource. And one of the things that I talk about, one of the core pillars to developing your practice vision that I believe in are there is defining your ideal patient avatar. So you want to think about that person, look at the brands that they are drawn to and see how you can bring over elements of those brands in their positioning statements and apply it to your office. You want to see what is the key differentiator between you and your competition. So, you know, in the community where I am, there are lots of options in orthodontics, 
right? It's not like I'm the only person in town. And I think there are a f- very few geographic locations where that's going to be the case. So in the current market, in the current landscape, you need to come up with something that is going to make people resonate with you and your message. And then I think it's also important to get your team involved in this, right? Your team members should know what the kind of mission statement for your office is and what the why in your office is. And if you want to, you know, bring your team in on this process and develop a mission statement together because consistency across the board is key, right? If your website portrays one thing and then when they come into your office, it's a completely different experience, then that's not aligned with your brand and that is not going to help you grow. So make sure that your team is clear on what your practice brand is and knows how to deliver that consistent experience throughout the whole time that patients are interacting with your office, whether it's that first new patient phone call all the way down to coming in and in my case, you know, getting their braces off, right? We all need to be on the same page with how we are coming across to the patients. This is incredibly important and you can say whatever you want online or in your ads, but if that's not what the experience is like in your office, word is going to travel because we are in the small business, local business category, right? And like it or not, our communities are small. People talk, word gets out. So make sure that what you're projecting is what's actually happening in your office. And as much as we like to think that we run the show and that all of the patients are there for us, a lot of them will interact with our team members more than they interact with us. So it's important that your team members are bought into that mission. So to summarize, your brand is across the board the perception of your office and how it comes off to prospective patients. It includes your logo colors and fonts but it also goes beyond that to encompass your positioning statement and the experience that patients actually get when they walk through your doors and the biggest thing is that consistency is key select colors keep them consistent across everything and fonts it will help to elevate the look of your practice before people even come in the door and then make sure that the attitude and atmosphere that they are greeted with when they come in to actually experience patient care is aligned with that. So I hope that provides you kind of a good food for thought when it comes to developing a brand. I think it's incredibly important to have a strong brand in today's market to be able to stand out among the crowd because it's just not as easy to set up shop and have patients flood in your door like it used to be. So with that, I'm going to close out this week's episode and I will catch you guys next week. I hope you have a great one. Bye guys. 